<laughs> Finally, Tyler is gone. My plan to take over the podcast and make it an Adam Sandler fan podcast is ready to go. We shall go into the deep intricacies of the greatest cinematic masterpieces like How's My Boy, Jack and Jill, and Billy Madison. Nothing will stop me. Hey, Malik, I've, I've returned. I'm, I'm back. I'm, hello? Hello, everybody, and welcome Hi. back to another great episode of Waha Waha Waha. It's a podcast. <laughs> what in the fuck was that? There was a little bit of an it reference there for you. <laughs> an it reference? Yeah, in the first it movie. Remind what? What are you talking? I don't even remember that scene. It, the really old it. I'm not talking about the reboot. Oh, I never. Oh, I've never seen the OG one. Yeah, in the OG one, he has this bit where he goes. uh where they're at this, like, I think he's at a bank or something like that. I could be wrong, but uh, I remember just, like, there was a balcony, and Pennywise was up on top of there, Tim Curry's Pennywise, and he just goes, is your Prince Albert in a can? Well, you better let him out. Waha, waha, waha. fuck? <laughs> and I just thought it would work for Hot's a podcast. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Well, welcome <laughs> back, everybody. We're hey. back. I'm back from vacation, and Malik is back from doing absolutely nothing. Wow, okay, wouldn't be a dick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have been doing things. Yeah, you did a, you've been doing a lot lately. Yeah, like um Oh, um yesterday <laughs> I had a pimple and I popped it. Yeah, that's the good shit. It was satisfying. I'm my shoulders are peeling. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I got well, very sunburnt well, in North Carolina, everybody. Well, we're back and we already lost like most of our like female demographic or like uh. anyone who like doesn't like like the like the human body or just gross <laughs> men bodies. Like yeah. Yeah, men men are disgusting people. <laughs> it's... This is what we are. We do gross things. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what what how uh, so what what's been going on with you? I saw you were on vacation. You met a pack of wild horses that beat you up. I did. I they didn't imag- beat me up. All right. <laughs> I imagine no, but like I imagine it's like regular show type shit where the horses like walk up to you and on two. It's like give me your money, and just punch the shit out of you. <laughs> oh, oh, those are some wild you. horses, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> could have gone all red dead redemption on us, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, you didn't take the wild horses. No, nah, it was a great vacation. Outer Outer Banks is fucking great, dude. It's like it's like if you go to Wildwoods Beach, but like it's more barren. Like, not much is going on. But other than that, it's fucking... Oh, my God, dude, it was so much fun. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, any any good stories? Anything you want to tell? Um. Well, I, I'm trying to think of some pretty good stories. Um. I mean, it was it was a pretty... It was a relatively calm week. We drank most of the most of the week. Ooh, it was like every you, day. Are you, are you of age? Are you of 21, course. sir? Okay. I'm 27. Oh, <laughs> shit, all right. The fuck? Damn, you're old. I am old. I'm pushing 30. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Here I am, a nice ripe age of 23, so. <laughs> yeah, you uh, still got a lot going for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill for me. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm only in my peak, everybody. I haven't wow. even peaked, I should say. Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, from my point of view, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and beyond, from my point of view, um, I was just sitting at home and I guess I received a Snapchat from Tyler on vacation, and I see and I check the Snapchat. It's just a bunch of wild horses walking down the beach, and I see in the caption, "I've had so many beers." No, it was I've lost track of how many beers I had because I same did. thing, same thing, and I thought so. Either a from the caption, the video, either a he thought. He saw the horses and thought either the beer was the most important bit, or B, he thinks they're hallucinations, and he's recording them and sending them to me. I wasn't, I wasn't sure what to make of, like, your state of mind when I just saw a video well, the whole of point of that was because I was just going, look at, the, look at those wild horses. There's just wild horses on the beach. That... That is wild horses. <laughs> <laughs> Just that sounds, it sounds like a fucking Rick and Morty. Sounds like a Rick and Morty bit. It pretty much look, was. Look at look at that. There's just there's wild horses on the beach. I made one wow. friend's day that day. That was that was a good time. Wait, you what? I made uh, what I sent that to you and a couple other friends, and I made one of our friends' day. Nice. Look at yeah, you. with that one. Look at you doing things. Yeah. Uh yeah. Um uh, I got a I got I got a I got in the in my in my two weeks man I, I got a bunch of new books. Uh take a guess what they're all are. Uh there's yes, they're Star Wars books cause I was I'm pretty s- mad at myself cuz I was like my stepmom was was te- was talking about how she brought a book to read on the beach mm-hmm. and I was like fuck I should have brought my Seth Rogen book or I could have brought the Always Sunny book. Like I wasn't yeah. even thinking. Or the Beatles book. Yeah, that too. I do. I do have that Beatles book. Read more. <laughs> Read. How dare you make me gain knowledge? <laughs> I was watching fucking uh, a SpongeBob episode, and uh, it was um, it was when all the villains were like from. It was a Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy special back when they were younger, yeah. and like all the villains were like meeting up, and Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy thought like, oh my god, like, what is this? Like, is it some kind of like villain villain team up? And they beat them up, and they go, why? Like, what are you get villains doing here? And the like, Dirty Bubbles like, well, this is the villain book club. And what are you going to do, imprison us for reading? <laughs> then the Mermaid Man looks at the camera and goes, that's right, kids. No one can imprison you for reading. And then it ends. <laughs> I thought, that's what fucking the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I start, um, I, I checked out a few episodes of the Patrick Star show. Um, it's strange. Uh, my brother really likes it. Huh? Yeah, it's out. They got their few episodes in. It's weird because I'm not sure what it's going for because, like, Patrick constantly breaks the fourth wall and talks to us, the audience. And Does also, he? like, yeah, and also he wears a shirt now. I don't like that. Oh, no. He's not <laughs> yeah, supposed Patrick's... to wear a shirt. Well, it's not like he's supposed to. It's just a weird thing. Like, I guess it's still, like, like he's still very much Patrick, but, like, now it's Patrick. Um, It's it's Patrick. It's his, it's his mom, his dad. Who uh, kind of still look like the old models, but still like they look different. His grandpa and his sister, and like they're just all living in the house, getting into crazy things. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be like before the events of SpongeBob or after SpongeBob. Patrick just moves back home, yeah. but like he is spending a lot of time there now. Uh, a lot more wacky and more wild. Also, it has like I'm not sure if it's trying to be like you know family sitcom because like Patrick, it's like because Patrick is acting like he is on a TV show. Or is it supposed to be, like, a sketch comic? Because, like, there's something, like, they'll have the plot, then I'll, like, stop and I'll do, like, a weird sketch where, like, Patrick is, like, an Igor monster for Plankton. It's really strange. Huh. 
Yeah, yeah, it's there's some jokes that make me laugh. You know that um uh, uh they had uh Patrick's uh grandpa and how he had to deal with prohibition but with ice cream back in the day. <laughs> uh there was uh, and there was a bit where him and his grandpa like have like a war on the steps because like Patrick wants to go upstairs to get his golf club, but his grandpa wants to come downstairs to the dance downstairs bathroom and neither of them ref- and either neither of them refuse to like move to the other. So they have a full on just like war on the steps, like full-on trenches and, like, soldiers marching and, like, everything just on the steps. <laughs> yeah, SpongeBob shows up a few times because, of course, he does. Uh, Squidward, of course, shows up. Plankton showed up. Sandia showed up. Again, everyone showed up here and there. Uh, again, like, it's interesting. It's definitely, it's definitely, it's, it, I don't, it's not even, like, it's not as funny as SpongeBob's weakest iconic episodes, but, like, you know, like, Kids are enjoying it. Like I, I, I know the whole thing where like Hillenberg wasn't really like I. I remember one of our friends told us that you know like Hillenberg was like adamant that like he didn't want like, like it was like like it like it, he didn't want like SpongeBob spinoffs and stuffs. But yeah. like I think like I from what I read of the actual quote, it was more so like what he said was I'm gonna leave because they're gonna want to do SpongeBob babies, you know, which like. If, like you know, it wasn't like it was his dying wish, like don't do more SpongeBob. Just like he would prefer to not do it, you know. Well, to be fair, Hillenberg also based the entire show off of the uh, Ween's album, The Mollusk, which is a heavy, <laughs> heavy drug use album. <laughs> yeah, that that actually explains a lot. Uh, yeah. It's actually it's actually wild too, because uh, you know Hillenberg actually has an actual species of sponge named after him too. Does he? Yeah, an actual sea creature species of sponge is named after Hillenberg. That's pretty interesting. There was a really meta episode of SpongeBob where it's SpongeBob's birthday, and I don't know if have you seen this one. Maybe. So Patrick has to get SpongeBob out of the house while Sandy and the rest of the cr- and the Bikini Bottom gang has to like redo SpongeBob's house and like get it ready for a surprise party. So Patrick yeah, takes SpongeBob. Yeah, he takes SpongeBob on a tour of the surface. And like so, like there's this like this tour bus that's like a fish tank on wheels, essentially, with this fish dude who always goes amazing. That's like <laughs> showing them like the different like aspect of surface world. And there's one bit that fucking killed me because they go to an office space, like you know, an office building, and treat like it's a it's the jungle. And he goes, look at the strange paper clips, the weird workday activities. And then now we're going to go into the boardroom. And they go in, and here we're waiting for the CEO of this company. And you guys see what it is? It's the fucking gorilla who <laughs> <laughs> beat the shot of him. And they go, oh, oh, and they're fucking going crazy. Like, let's get out of here, gang. Then, no, then after that, they go to a restaurant where the actual voice actors of the SpongeBob cast just play live action people and are just acting like them. It's really weird. That 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 is weird. Like the voice actor for Squidward is the cashier. The voice actor for SpongeBob Jeff Kinney is the fucking uh a fry cook. Clancy Brown is the manager. A man comes in who voices Plankton with one eye. Sandy's a fucking astronaut because that explains why she has the fucking. Thing. It's it's really weird. <laughs> But yeah, it was celebrate SpongeBob's birthday, and they and they get him back, and they celebrate SpongeBob's birthday, and they have a bunch of celebrities like do actual live action footage of them selling SpongeBob Happy Birthday. I saw Jason Sudeikis, Rob Riggle, um, fucking Ru- RuPaul, uh, Gronkowski, just all these celebrities. Uh, Tiffany Haddish were all just saying like Happy Birthday, SpongeBob. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so very strange episode. Also, they brought back Doodle Bob. Did they? 
Yeah, SpongeBob and Patrick get sucked into like a portal that Sandy makes, and they go to the Doodleverse, where Doodlebob is there waiting, and he goes, and he's like, he kidnaps Patrick, and it's like a round two fight <laughs> between SpongeBob and Doodlebob. Oh, shit. Mm. It's fucking I, wild. I fucking, I don't know. So, I just randomly thought of this. Do you think that there is a porno out there where a dude is fisting a girl with Hulk hands? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the final episode of Hodge Podcast. Uh, it's been fun. Um, I just got to say, that's my line. So, um, see ya. Have yeah, fun doing a solo like... podcast. I, I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. I, I was talking about SpongeBob. I had a nice, fun time talking about something. You know what? Congratulations. We, I was, we were on the road to episode 20, but 17 is where we're going to call it. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Hope I'll, I'll see you all in therapy. <laughs> but where the fuck did that come from? I, I don't know. It just like I was just thinking, like I was like, can you imagine if like you know if like there, there there's like a girl out there in the world somewhere is like ready to get fisted for the first time, and the person's just like very adamant about their whole cans. They're like, I have to have these whole cans on. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be like Charlie's uncle from fucking Always Sunny? Yeah, pretty He's much. Like, you may have remembered me as a man with weak, small hands, but as you can see, that is false. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, I was, uh, uh, I had Hulk hands as a kid. <laughs> Gets it in there, you just hear Hulk smash. <laughs> you, do, you, do you like who you are? Are you, are you proud of the things you do? That's I don't fucking think I, great. I don't think I would be if I were you. <laughs> but uh, I had Hulk hands. I had two. I had two things. I as a kid that I absolutely loved. But I, I never had a lightsaber, so I'll always. I'm. Um, uh, I'll, I'll always uh, resent my parents. I had Anakin's lightsaber, and my brother Brandon had Obi Wan's lightsaber. Shut up. So I had the Hulk hands. I, I feel bad saying I resent my parents for not giving me a lightsaber, but still, I want a lightsaber. Um. So. I had the Spider-Man web shoes actually shot. It was basically just silly string, like yeah, you attached to your those wrist. Those ones were great. I had that, but like, at, but at the end of the day, me and my cousins just took the silly string out and just shot each other with it. And then after that, I had um, the Hulk hands, which I beat the shit out of my sister with those Hulk hands. <laughs> we were kids. It was like I was Hulk and uh, she was like Abomination or Titania or whoever. Like I fucked her up up with the whole cans when we were kids. I know I've told you this story, but have have I told this story on the podcast about Brandon with the sock and boppers? You may have. I like you uh, may have. I I, I you know, whatever. I I'm know, gonna I'm I, gonna tell it anyway. I because it's just such a funny story. Uh, when we were when we were younger, uh, we uh, like so when we were younger, we went over we went across the street from where we were living at, and we go down the back alley. And we bump into one of Brandon's buddies from school. I think I was like, I don't know, maybe like eight or nine, maybe. No, I was, I was like in second grade. So how old are people in second grade? Like, trying to think. I, I was know, in second like grade 11, in 2002. Eight, and I, I was born in 94. So that was, uh, yeah, I was about eight years old. So I'm about eight. And Brand that would have put Brandon at about six or seven. And... We <laughs> we go down so we go down this alleyway. We bump into one of his buddies, and he was outside. He had his garage open, and he had a bunch of toys. And like we were looking through a bunch of his toys, and Brandon 
picks up a sock and bopper and just goes, oh, cool, sock and boppers, and just punches the kid in the fucking face. And he just fist goes right through the sock and bopper and just hits this kid in the face. Oh, my God. And he, star- he starts... He starts crying his eyes out, and we're like, oh, we need to get out of here. Brandon drops the sock and bopper, and we just run down the alleyway. And uh, one of our buddies like came by. What It was like, yo, your mom wants you home. And then he gave us a ride back on on his uh, on his pegs on his bike. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. <laughs> Did you guys get in trouble for that? Like, no, not that- nothing ever came of that, because I don't think the kid ever said anything. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> hey Billy, are you missing a tooth? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> it all. Cool sock boppers. You know, what, you, know, you, know, you know what's gonna you know what's happening? That kid is like had a picture of you and Brandon on his wall for like the past like twenty something years. He's just like has like a <laughs> nice just waiting just for the moment that he sees us. Yeah, again. he's just waiting. He's been like waiting for this moment. Like <laughs> I will have my revenge against you fuckers. And he's like, got a sock and bopper underneath the photo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a sock and bopper, but it's got like a, it's, got, it's got like spikes on it, and like, it's like it says like it's just like now I will get to bop and sock. <laughs> yeah, like you're gonna get a call from Red like Tyler, Tyler is coming. It just clicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is a real that is, that is a really bad story. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. that's that's horrible. Dude, I, I while I was on my vacation, I learned so much about my my niece. Uh, she, my my brother Brandon's kid, uh, my niece. She's she's amazing. She's adorable. Um, but her favorite movie is The Secret Life of Pets Two. I heard Secret Life of Pets Two so much last week throughout vacation because we were always in the car. Like anytime we were in the car and stuff like that, they would just put it on for. Her. And it's like, you know, I don't have a problem with it or anything like that. I don't mind hearing things on repeat and stuff like that. But it's just amazing how enthralled she gets. It's like the minute the Universal was, logo starts playing, they're just gone. It was the <laughs> same exact thing with uh, my brother. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was insane. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's something about that movie, man. The Secret Life of Pets too. Put it on for your kids, everybody, because <laughs> apparently they'll <laughs> love it. I, I, I still love the scene where I'm, uh, uh, Chloe is high on the cat. <laughs> I've never actually seen the movie. I was just hearing it from the passenger seat. Like there, there, there's a scene where like one of the dogs goes to see the cat and the cat is like, has the lampshade on her head goes like, whoa, everything is so good. It's <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? My owner gave me catnip and she starts purring like, is that me? Am I that motor sound? <laughs> it's, it's, it's very funny. That is great. So, so this is a good segue. Um, it's been a while, but I have a babysitting story. Yay! 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 So uh, I put my so I put my brother down uh for a nap, and he you goes, put him down. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I, you let me finish. Put him down for a nap. He goes to take a nap. God! So he takes a nap. And when he takes the nap, I, uh, I, I, I like to take a sass. I put his toys up, and I went to go check the fridge for something to drink. I open up the fridge, and there's just a whole-ass blanket in there. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? The blanket needed to be cooled to the proper temperature, Malik. So, yeah, 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 it's actually while you say that. I took out the blanket. I'm like, damn. This actually feels like really nice. Yeah, maybe he was onto something with this one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just sitting there holding this blanket like, fuck, this is in it for a while. It's actually got that nice, it's like, it's all soft and like 
cool. Damn, he actually may have been onto something with this one. <laughs> I was like, really? Like, damn, this blanket's like pretty dope right now. Babies are just Fuck. secret geniuses, man. The secret geniuses—they <laughs> <laughs> don't know it, but they're smart. <laughs> yeah, he tried. He tried to do it again by today, but I stopped him because he was walking up to the fridge with blanket. I'm like, no, 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 give me that. Although I did like that cold blanket. No, 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 I can't do it. <laughs> give me that blanket. But yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was quite amusing. I was like, what the fuck. But yeah, that's that's my babysitting story. Uh, what else? Oh, I got my switch fixed. Yeah, yeah. I took the you there, time, but I didn't take you there to go pick it up. Yeah, for the longest time, uh, ladies and gentlemen, those in front of beyond, my switch was um, uh, my switch was damaged, uh, as in the screen just didn't pop up, and I was like, oh, this sucks, because I stopped playing it after that, and I was like, you know what? I paid three hundred dollars for this, and that's like too much money, just like not be using. So I went out, went to a place called Classic Game Junkie over in Glenside, uh, absolutely fantastic place, uh, and they uh, they fixed this and they fixed my uh, screen for me. Next thing you know, I, I got my switch back. I'm playing my switch again. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so it's awesome. Again, I got I got the I had to replace the Joy Cons. I traded them in because I wasn't using them, and I had to replace some of the games. I gotta say, also, uh, GameStop's delivery service, fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> I like I may not come back to the store because like that was just so convenient. Where I just like, man, I really want these games. So like I went online and there was a deal happening, and I'm like, oh, let me order this deal. And it just like because I called into the GameStop. And they said, like, oh, it's not ha- coming up the register. So I put the deal through online, and DoorDash just drops off my Joy-Cons and new games. I'm like, oh, wow. What's the point of a store anymore? <laughs> this is, like, really convenient. Well, I mean, we grab the games at the store <laughs> and give yeah. them out. Yeah, and, like, yeah, but, like, I don't have to come in. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to leave my house. It's just there. We pay extra money for that. No, it's not. I, it was cheaper to do the delivery than to come to the store. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are obsolete, old man. No. The future is now. No. <laughs> You're I will like, never I will be pro- obsolete. Like, I will provide customer service with a smile, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, like, kudos to, like, that's, 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 that's kudos to game, that, that, we're going to start a new thing. GameStop's delivery, home delivery service gets a Malik. Stamp of approval. I snapped, but it, I didn't. It wasn't in front of the mic, so you didn't hear it. I'm a, let's do this again. I'm a, keep that. In. <laughs> it's like, no, that's funny. I'm a leak. Stamp of approval. It was still. It sounded oh. exactly the same as the first time. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna clap this time. Now, it gets a leak. Snap. I fuck. I said it wrong. Okay. It gets a leak. <laughs> Stamp of approval. This and is this horrible. Is, this is gonna be a thing we do every week now. A thing in the life in the world is gonna get a Malik's stamp of approval. And right now, it's GameStop's home delivery service because that thing is convenient and handy. I got two new Joy Cons and three Switch games. So I got my Switch back, and I'm having a good time. Yeah, I uh, I got my tattoo booked yesterday. Oh, finally! All set for you that. Were the, September. You 1st. were the only one in our friend group who is not inked. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta get my tattoos. Uh, my next tattoo. I mean, other than our know. other buddy that we talked to on yeah. Xbox. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, like you gotta get inked. <laughs> I know it's coming what, September first. You, you're getting the clone one, right? Yes. 
Nice. <clears throat> so me, like, I, I already know, like, I, like, I looked, I was looking, going through TikTok, and I, and I was thinking, like, I want to get like one tattoo done. And I realized, you know what? No, I'm gonna get multiple tattoos of the same fandom because I saw this like one chick on TikTok, and she had like just an entire Star Wars sleeve done yeah. of like Ahsoka. It's Ahsoka facing off, and she's like looking at all the like, it's, it's the scene of a, it's the back shot of Ahsoka, but all the clones' helmets are on the sticks in front of her, oh, and that's, that's cool. her tattoo. And I'm like, oh, that's really good. And then she has another one where she like combines the markings on Rex's helmet with Ahsoka's like um, face markings and stuff. Yeah. Because uh, she really liked Rex and Ahsoka. And I'm like, damn it, now I like it. And yeah, fuck it. I'm going to get multiple Star Wars ones. <laughs> so I know I'm going to get the uh, I'm gonna get the half Rebel, half Imperial logo and have it say, look through my eyes as a tattoo to my favorite Star Wars book of all time. Uh, I'm probably going to get the Eye of the Nile because that's such a cool design. And Martian Rose, an incredible villain. I definitely want to – I feel like I want to get something for the dyad because I love the concept. And I, the dyad is, like, one of my new favorite things in Star Wars. Yeah. So, like, again, like, I think I said like, I can get, like, Ray's staff and Kylo's saber and have it, like, a on a ribbon say, like, dyad in the force or something. Dyad. Yeah. It's just, like, <laughs> I just – I just I really did. Ooh, you know ooh, you what know would be a really cool one? It would probably cost a lot of money, but, like, on the forearm, have, like, the saber – have like a lightsaber and have it be like half Kylo's saber and the other half have it be Ray's saber. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be a really cool one. Oh my god, tattoo ideas, man! Star Wars. Yeah, another right. thing, I another one I had. I think someone has probably gotten already is um you got to get a Darth Vader's helmet with the other half Kylo's helmet. And have it say "Finish what you started." Ooh. I feel like I feel like everyone's got that one though. <laughs> It's kind of yeah. generic Star Wars tattoo. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but you know, it's it's, it's just an awesome idea. Well, yeah, it is the, an awesome the idea. Re, the Rebel Imperial logo is kind of generic too, because everyone's got that one. Oh yeah, but, uh, I, I'm still gonna get though, because I'm gonna add the Lost Star spin on it. Nice. Yeah, what's 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 like the generic Star Wars tattoo? It's probably the Jedi symbol, the Sith symbol, probably um, a lightsaber of the Millennium. There's probably a lot of Millennium Falcon tattoos out there. Um, probably if I, probably is a Darth Revan tattoo out there somewhere. <laughs> That's uh, like uh, with Transformers, is like you know a tattoo of the Autobot logo, or a tattoo of the Decepticon logo. Yeah. See, I There's also all my fans game. out there with the Mercenary logo or the Dinobot logo. <laughs> <laughs> See, I actually thought about getting the Decepticon logo tattooed on me somewhere because I just love it, or yeah. the Autobot logo. I don't know. Uh, I, I got I got to think about it. Possibly, possibly, but uh, I'm trying to think what else I I have plan. I want to plan. Yeah, the more I think about that lightsaber idea for the Dyad, where it's like to have the lightsaber be half Kylo's, half like Ray's, like. That like I'm liking that more and more the more I think about it. I may have just planned another tattoo in my head. But yeah, I, I definitely want to get more super I think I would probably want to get more Superman tattoos as well, or at least yeah. like at least the Superman quote. Because I had the one idea where it's like I wanted to have like a tattoo of like Superman holding the Liberty Bell, you know? Yeah, it's just gonna say yeah. up up and away. <laughs> no, it would just be him with his, he's still in the Liberty Bell. It's mine now. <laughs> I was actually talking about this with Adam. What if you got like, because I love Back to the Future, and he was talking about getting Back to the Future tattoo uh, with like uh, a line from the movie. I was like, what if you just got one of just like the DeLorean, and it just says, "I think he took that guy's wallet." <laughs> <laughs> one of well, those love... random lines in the movie. Well, I well I love Superman too. So what would I get? Well, uh, it's a Superman logo, and it says, "Well, of course he's Jewish." <laughs> <laughs> what a line from that from that Superman movie. <laughs> That's why I'm <laughs> Superman Four: The Return of Zod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said it. <laughs> oh my God! 
Oh, wait, wait, it was the Superman 4 and the Quest for Peace. That's what oh, it was, the Quest for it, Peace. Yeah, the Quest for Peace. I don't know why yeah, I, I don't think was I, up. I don't think I remember Superman 4, the Quest for Peace, because that's where he, like, throws away all the nuclear missiles. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, like, watched it whole. Then there's Superman 3 when Richard Pryor's, like, a fucking computer hacker and shit. <laughs> And he's like fucking like, oh, I made a computer that's gonna beat Superman. Oh no! <laughs> you get a bat, you get a Batman tattoo that just says, "Everybody chill." <laughs> <laughs> I saw that fucking Batman clip I shared where he's talking to one civilian, all like, "Oh, I, I just, I, I haven't even wiped off that stuff." The Joker's girlfriend like, "Somebody get on this me. man an ambulance! Get now. this man to a hospital <laughs> now!" It's, it's, it's so funny out of context. Oh my god. <laughs> Get this man to a hospital now! <laughs> like, oh, oh my god! Do you have a favorite on uh, Batman the animated series episode? Technically, like it, it, it's not even it's an it's not an episode, but I, I've told you several times that Batman Sub Zero is my favorite, and that's oh, animated well, yeah, series. Yeah, well, it's yeah, I was figuring. Yeah, I hope you would say like an actual episode, you know, not just a uh, not just a uh, well, this is uh, well, well, you know. A, well, I never really like, watched many special. episodes of Batman the Animated Series. My really? Batman the Animated Series was that movie because I had wow. it on VHS. See, I grew up with Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Series. That's wild. And Justice League. That's wild to me. Yeah. My favorite Batman the Animated Series episodes for all my fans who, who do know. Uh, well, my fans. Well, like people, listeners who like like Batman the Animated Series. Um, Heart of Ice, because of Mr. Freeze episode, because that's fucking incredible. Like, everyone quotes that one. That was the one that got nominated for an Emmy. It was fucking awesome. Uh, Almost got him, where it's Joker, Poison Ivy, Killer Croc, Penguin, and I think think two-face and they're all sitting around at the stack deck playing poker and they're all telling stories about the time they almost got batman um trying to think what else we got. Oh, holiday nights is such a good one because it's, it's an it's an anthology um episode where yeah. it's like it's the different batman characters exp- have like have enjoying the holiday season and like having christmas times it has one of my favorite lines from fucking harvey bullock who is undercover as a mall store santa and the kid goes uh excuse me you're not the real santa and harvey says to the kid sure i am want to see my gun <laughs> <laughs> and i thought holy shit harvey this is a kid show <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact about that episode: um, in that episode, Clayface attacks the mall store Santa, um, the mall like department store, and um, fucking uh, Barbara's there, and and she like hops into like the um, the side, and she like changes into a Batgirl suit. And there's a bit where you like take off where she like she's changing, and you see a bare shoulder. Apparently, Paul Dini had to. F- fight to get that scene in because like he oh, like really? they, they were like we don't want to show bare shoulders kids are like no we got to show her changing i'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> I, weird hill to die on but all right <laughs> 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 to me like we could just seen her like run back and come back in the bat suit but all right like whatever <laughs> uh yeah man i'm trying to think of anything else and then you have the and has one of my personal favorite ones in that one is uh when harley quinn um and poison ivy are bored on like a holiday night so they break into Wayne Manor during a party and they kidnap and brainwash Bruce Wayne and use his credit cards and like money to just go on a shopping spree with him <laughs> as like their butler essentially. And I thought, you guys didn't have to do this. You're super villain, just steal it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and I thought that was so good. I think oh, there's one more episode I fucking love. No, there's two more episodes I love. No, I thought there's three more three more. I just remember the three more I forgot. 
um, Joker's Millions when Joker became super rich and retired from supervillainy, yeah. and he made instead of making Batman's life hard, he made Bruce Wayne's life hard because he was just all in Bruce Wayne's social circle. <laughs> and he was like, "Fuck, I hate this." And you find out Joker was pranked, and Joker was like, "Fuck, I don't want to deal with the IRS. I'll take on Batman, but not the IRS." Yeah, right. No, you never yeah. want to take on the fucking government. <laughs> yeah, there's another one which is incredible that's called Over the Edge, where I'm a scarecrow, quote unquote, kills Batgirl. And Jim Gordon finds out, and he, like, leads a police raid on Wayne Manor, and, like, it's Nightwing, Robin, and Batman versus Jim and all the GCPD. You find out it was a Scarecrow hallucination at the end. And then the last one I love is The Man Who Killed Batman, where, like, an absolute mook accidentally, quote-unquote, kills Batman. And, like, everyone's (laughs) like, how the fuck did you – every villain's like, how the fuck did you do this? This is bullshit. No, you didn't. You didn't kill me. Fucking what? Like, in Joker, like, Joker tries to kill the dude. He's like, how dare you kill Batman? He was mine to kill. Like, it's so good. I love it. Animated series is so good. Oh, my God. I, I, I'll i save my Superman one for another day, because that's, that's where I'm going to really gush. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the animated series, man, so fucking good. Um... Speaking of uh, great superhero stuff, uh, I, I also uh, was uh, rewatching some uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, Holy yeah. shit, I forgot how good the episodes were. I'm because uh, I, I watched um I watched two of my favorite episodes of that one. Um, when the Sinister Six comes back and he fights them on Christmas. Yeah, and it's it's so good. I, I always get why don't they just attack him all at once? But like they have to attack him in like twos. Uh, I don't like Lion Craven. Lion Craven was not a, a good thing. <laughs> like I thought. Like I think I think even Greg Wiseman said, yeah, the we, we, Craven as a human was much better. Uh, then I love the episode where um, uh, uh, it's when all the gangs converge and uh, Doc Ock, Tombstone, and Silvermane uh, all fight while Spider Man's trying to like keep everything together. And it's it's just like it's just classical music playing. Uh, I forgot how awesome Spectacular's Doc Ock was, man. It's like Spectacular's so fucking good. Yeah. That was my superhero show, Ben. Believe me, I have fuck tons more to say. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, right before I left for vacation, actually, I watched <laughs> a uh, I watched a really interesting documentary. Um, to anybody that might know the channel out there, there's a channel that I watch on YouTube called Bright Sun Films. It's mm. this guy Jake Williams who uh, reports on abandoned places and companies and stuff like that, and he'll give you like brief histories about the about the company like when they started when they peaked like you know when they went under and stuff like that he also does like malls and just anything really like ships and stuff like that um he just recently released a documentary on amazon called closed for so uh, not on amazon on all video on demand platforms called uh closed for storm and it was so good it was about six flags new orleans and like it, it's just it, it's crazy because Six Flags New Orleans was actually started off as a place called Jazzland, and mm-hmm. it it was so iconic because New Orleans never had a theme park, so they were like the one man came up with this idea to open up a theme park there, and it became like a national treasure for New Orleans, and then Six Flags took over because Jazzland unfortunately went under like after like two years or so, and um they like Six Flags took over. And bought it out before it went under and kept the park alive. They added some new rides and stuff like that. And unfortunately, it was hit during Hurricane Katrina. And ever since then, it's just been sitting there fucking abandoned. And it's just, it's such a, one thing that makes the place so interesting is that because of the fact that it's abandoned, like obviously people who work for Six Flags, like the CEO and stuff like that, they all went in there and took what they needed from the park. 
but most of it's just left there. So it's just a, a relic of time just sitting there in New Orleans. Um, like there's shirt, there's like wor- employee shirts and pants that were all unopened and stuff like that. They were getting ready to do like a Halloween thing in August for some reason, but like they had all the merchandise, all the cups. You could see like if you go into the buildings, they're like water lines to where the water went up to and shit. It's just absolutely mind blowing. And it also sheds light on, like, obviously, like, you know, a lot of relief funds went towards New Orleans to help fix the fix the country or the, the country, the state up, you know. But most of that went into the inner city. Like, from what, it, what they described in the documentary is that people who live out in New Orleans West or East where the park is, they were pretty much left to fend for themselves. And I just wanted to give a shout out to all those people out there that, you know. Uh, namely everybody that survived Hurricane Katrina because that was a really big disaster on... Wow, okay. Shit on my stamp of approval bit. Here's me, Tyler. Shout out to everyone who survived Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> like, wow. Well, they went through a national fucking disaster, of course. No, but it's such a weird thing to do on a podcast where it's like, hey, shout out to everyone who survived Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> like, it just seems... Such well, such I did want to shout bitch. that out, but I just felt bad because, like I said, those people in New Orleans West, or New Orleans East, I keep saying west new orleans east pretty much had to fend for themselves like they got a little bit of the relief but they didn't get much and you know i wanted to shout them out as well as anybody that like you know survived because it was a big disaster but yeah overall very good documentary if you haven't seen it yet go check it out it's on amazon it's on all streaming platforms anywhere where video on demand is a thing you can rent it for like five bucks and i guarantee you'll enjoy it by the end of it this all this all remind me of the creepy pasta I used to listen to back when I was listening to creepy pasta, um, <laughs> abandoned by Disney. Do you remember that one? But uh, maybe it was about a guy who like went into a like abandoned Disney park and he found like weird like demonic like Mickey Mouse and Disney characters and they like, really and like it was like it was a creepy pasta and it was like it was like they came alive and like pulled all parts of their body trick content warning for anyone like listening it was like um it was like a whole thing where like i forgot which dis i think it may have been like the disney disneyland you're talking about like or like the six flag thing or like in the same or the same area and like as the because it's not real it's creepy pasta yeah but still played on the fact that there are a lot of like abandoned amusement parks out there and around the world there are and and uh it was like um it was it was like this guy's going through this amusement park and he finds like a door it's 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 a it's a forgotten like lost Disney World and it was like and then he got to this door that says like do not enter and like he like and he like entered it and he found like a demonic like Mickey Mouse like eye costume and he thought it was costume and then it like comes to life and like takes its head off and makes like really like fucked up sounds and he and then like he leaves and he just sees on the wall scratched scratched on it abandoned by Disney abandoned by God and like damn this is like some scary actually like creepy shit yeah seriously it was like, damn, like, again, there are a lot of, like, abandoned amusement parks out there. You have no idea what's fucking in that shit. <laughs> the thing that's scary, the thing, well, not scary, the thing that's sad about Six Flags New Orleans is that New Orleans East really wants to do something with that park. Because to the people out there that live right nearby the park, they, for the past, like, when did it hit, 2005? For the past, like, 16 years, They've just had this abandoned theme park outside of their backyard, you know, whereas like they remember the time when they when it used to be a thriving theme park and they didn't mind so much, you know, but like now it's just an eyesore. So it's like, you know, imagine going out into your backyard and you just see this fucking decaying amusement park. 
well, not really decaying because a lot of it's still like fresh. It seems like a lot of it's still standing and stuff. So like, well, it's just, it's sad to see. And it sucks because like they showed off in the documentary that like they, they put in, um, I, I forget the proper term for it, but they put in like each area of a state can put into vote to get stuff done essentially to that area. And they had put in an idea for like, I think it was like a sports complex and like a bunch of other attractions that will make this park thrive again, essentially. And, Mm. uh, they like, they, they go to like, they go to the council of the, like the congressmen and stuff like that, congressmen and women. And, uh, they all put it to a vote and they, they pretty much had it in the bag because when they showed it, it was like all the votes were going through and they were like, Oh, we should vote for, um, you know, we got, the, we got the number of votes for this. I think it was like fifth or something like that. And they were like, or it was fourth actually. And they were like, Oh, if we're going to do the, uh, new Orleans East, like what they're pitching, we should do the one below it because they only missed out by two votes. And then one person was just like, well, I mean, if we're going to add in five different counties that need like fixing essentially, then, and we're adding one in because it's two votes behind, then I vote that we just keep those two out of it and just focus on the, on the three. And they and everybody was just like, Oh, I'll, I'll agree. And everybody was like, yeah. And then I was like, anybody opposed? And nobody opposed. I was like, damn, they got fucked. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, overall, really good documentary. Highly recommended everybody. Go check right. it out. Fascinating. Yeah, I think I talked about it too, but like, yeah, we just, uh, there, I, I watched a documentary about like that, uh, um, uh, action park. It was about like the most yeah. dangerous amusement park in, in the US. I still got to watch that. Stuff. Yeah, it's really good. I, I won't go too deep into it, but like, I was, three people fucking died in the wave pool. <laughs> <laughs> three people, like, Jesus fucking Christ, the wave pool. Yeah, I may, uh, I may actually watch that at some point soon because I'm it's, itching for a good documentary again. It's really good. And it's very 80s too, so I feel like you'd really enjoy it. Yeah. I actually, I'm thinking about rewatching it. I, uh, I'm trying to think. There was other documentaries that like, caught my eye. Oh, there was one I thought was very funny because I checked it out. Um, it was. Um, I watched the first few minutes. I thought it was very fun. I thought it looked interesting, but it was like they just interviewed. They just they interviewed a couple couples, like different couples, like uh, gay, black, white. It's just a bunch of different couples, and they just told them just get in the bed and just talk to us from your bed, and, like your intimate place. And like it was very funny because it was like this one guy with his wifey, and they were an older couple. They were like not old, like middle aged. He was like, oh yeah, when I first met my wife here, I didn't think I love her. It was love for sight. I saw her and I thought. Man, I want to nail her. <laughs> it just got me. I'm like, wow, because it's it's just, it's really cool. Cause it's just these couples just being honest and themselves, yeah. in a very intimate and very like you know vulnerable spot where they're just in bed with each other and just like talking about their love and their and like their relationship. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, there was another one I watched where it was like the last five years of David Bowie, and I do, I don't know if I finished it, but it was really good. It was just like it just gave you a real insight into, onto like you know who David was, how he felt, and like. You know what he was doing those last five years and how he was doing and like wow just like one of a kind man like jesus christ like uh <laughs> yeah and like it's crazy too like how much like i found fascinating about david bowie's that like he wanted to make stuff but like he didn't want to be famous like how he just like hated the idea of celebrity yeah i i watched a uh i watched a documentary on chris farley before a couple months ago i think it's on um peacock actually I'm not 100 huh. percent on that, but uh, check that out. Yeah, it was a good. That was a great documentary, as well. 
there's a really good um a horror documentary on Shutter. It's called Horror Noir, where it's all about like you know the African American experience in horror mm-hmm. and how like a lot of it and about like how the it started with um uh, certain things and how the african-american experience in horror was very problematic but slowly over time it did grow and like begin and like got better and better um like they, and they talk about some interesting things you know like the first horror movie they technically the first horror movie or i don't know if this is true but they said like one of the or like at least one of the earliest horror movies was like song of the south essentially yeah and like how it because it depict you know a white woman being chased in like oh was it song of the south it was something else like it was a kkk propaganda film where it it portrayed a white woman being chased and you know through the woods by a black man and 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 like and then he is like stopped and like and taken care of by the KKK yeah. and it's and someone said like this is like this is pretty much like the start of like where African Americans black people were featured in horror and they talk about how like there are a lot of things that do feature like very um very very like subtle and sometimes oh, like uh like overt and like and also like but also overt or subtle like you know, it can be both like racial overtones like you know King Kong has major racial overtones with the with the image of you know a big gorilla trying to attain and get the precious white female and stuff you know yeah. uh or like the creature of the black lagoon where like there was a product uh back in that around that time called uh n-word hard er shrimp <laughs> <laughs> and it featured a very, it featured a very characterized um, a black person on the cover. And again, some of you have noticed that like that characterized like black person does bear similarities to the creature from the Black Lagoon. I mean, it's, yeah. it's very fascinating to look at that. And also, and how, and they don't just start there. They go to like the '80s and the '90s and how it became like black people in horror films are loud. They are obnoxious. They are always killed first, and that's just how it was. You know, the black guy's not gonna make it. And they yeah. talk about that. But then they get to stuff where it's like they talk about really cool stuff that like un- like unknown like subgenres that had like African Americans in really cool light. You know, like stuff like ganja and hat and uh, Blackula, which I know doesn't sound good, but Blackula actually had a pretty dope, like, interpretation of black people and as vampires. They were, like, erudite and holding court and, like, discussing matters of trade and shit. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then they get to the future of, like, Get Out, where it's like, wow, this is a horror movie made by a black man for black people. Because Jordan Peele said specifically, like, no, I may Get Out specifically for black people. I made yeah. this to scare black people. I didn't make this. I, I use like, cause and then there was lots of, I didn't even consider like the, the first shot of get out. It's very subtle because the first shot of get out is Lakeith Stanford's actor walking through the suburbs, which in itself is a no, no, like black people are not welcome in that area. Like you don't <laughs> walk around the suburbs at night alone. If you're a black person, that's why. And that's why Jordan Peele, like specifically chose that as like the first establishing shot for his horror film to scare specifically black people. It was very, again, it was very, very interesting watch and very, very cool. Yeah, that's the thing that I love about documentaries in general is that it just, like, obviously, like, they're full of information and stuff like that to teach you things that you didn't know about. One of the documentaries that gets, one documentary, that like, type of documentary, I should say, that gets me all the time, reels me in, it's just about, like, pieces of history that nobody tells you about. Like, you know, it's like this crazy, we, like, we've been through hundreds of years of a bunch of different shit, and there's a lot that they just don't tell you. Like, yeah. like, like 
like, like when I watched the McMillions documentary about like, you know, I, I never like first off, I, I, I'm going to start this off by saying just by watching The Founder, which wasn't a documentary, but The Founder is a movie that Michael Keaton's in about the start of McDonald's. Like, I never knew that fucking um, Ray Kroc fucking swept the entire company from underneath the McDonald's brothers. That was such shady shit. <laughs> but like. It's so true. That's literally how McDonald's got started. And then just, like, watching, like, McMillions, where, like, this guy was, like, getting a shit ton of money off of the fucking McDonald's Monopoly program, like, the entire time. And then, like, it, it got swept under the bridge because, unfortunately, 9-11 happened. It was an unfortunate event. But it, it that, that was literally the top piece of news right before 9-11 hit. Like, it's, wild, it's wild things. I think, like, what started this whole, like, documentary binge for me... Is uh, it's gotta be the OG thing, the the well, not the OG, but like the big one that like happened around quarantine, and that is um, uh, Tiger King. Yeah, kind of like, got that. Tiger, kind of got Tiger. me started too. That's another one. Like we didn't know. He like Joe, Joe Exotic has been doing this shit for fucking years, and yes. so is Carol Baskin, and nobody knew about it until Tiger King was until Tiger King became available on Netflix. Yeah, and, like, we watched it, and we're just like, wow, this is, like, it's not even just, like, the illegal shit. The illegal shit in there is bad, but, like, some of the shit in there is just, like, inhumane. what in the fuck? Not, not even inhumane, it's just, like, it's just wild, like, oh, like, he, he fucking, like, went to the funeral of his dead young husband and talked about how amazing his balls were in front of his grieving mother. I know. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um. The fucking here kitty kitty music video fucking floored me. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that was incredible to watch. Like here kitty kitty. I was like, what the fuck? Um, fucking uh, what's his name? Um, the uh, fuck uh, 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 Doc Antle. That whole thing surprised the shit out of me. It's like he's got different wives. It's a fucking cult. They're tiger. It's a tiger cult. I'm like. What? Did yeah. It all, all of this like, shit was going on under everybody's noses, and nobody knew about it until the documentary came out. That's what I was talking about. Like the, the, these documentaries that, cover bits and pieces that they don't fucking talk about, unless so, you're like in that county and you heard about it on the news. You someone know, said it best too. If like Carol Vaskin's like, if you came out of that picking a side, then you missed the point. They're yeah. both wrong. They're both pieces of shit. But oh, like, yeah. you know, like no one's in the right here. And the fact that people were like calling for Joe to be released from prison, like, no. And even so they did the after show where there was a lot of stuff like the the uh, the guy, Rick Kirkham, the guy who was doing his reality show. Like, I talked like this a lot. I, like, <laughs> I really enjoyed his voice. Uh, he, it's um, sad I, because I actually knew about Big Cat Rescue like uh, years ago because I discovered them on YouTube years ago. And like I supported their cause. And then that documentary came out, and I'm like, I don't support anything that they do anymore. <laughs> it's like, yikes. It's like, it's like, because I think, like, um, the Rick Kirkham says, like, there was a lot of stuff they didn't use. Like, apparently, like, there was a bit that, because I watched the after show with Joel McHale. Yeah, me too. He, yeah, Sorry um, about that. We had a little bit of a uh, misconnection we, there. We, but we, we, we could have just, like, continued. I was ready to go where, like, we like we'd nothing happened. Well, if like, it didn't that. sound right in the edit, then I wanted to Then apologize. just cut it and do your editing magic. Edit, you fucking monkey. Edit faster. <laughs> 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 All right, back to it. Uh, Rick Kirkham was, like, uh, 
he was telling the story about how like the, a bit that didn't make it into the show, and you'll you'll know why when you hear it. But um, uh, this old woman comes up to Joe with her horse and goes, "Hey, Joe, my horse is old. I can't take care of him anymore, and I need I want to find him a nice home that he's gonna live at." And Joe tells the woman, "Yes, I'll take care of him, and like he and like he'll be like he'll live here on the zoo." And jo- and the old woman leaves, and Joe takes the horse out back and shoots it in the head. Like, oh on yeah, camera. I remember. And that like one. says like this horse is now like tiger me. I think you're no old ladies like uh. No old ladies, uh, t- t- like horse, like, and I'm like, wow, like shit. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, man, like Joe is not again. Joe is not a good person. Nope. Also, like, I firmly believe that, sucks, that Carol they're killed. Re- her. They're thinking about re- uh, changing his sentence. Wow, and again, yeah. like, and also, I firmly believe that Carol killed her husband, or at least had something to do with killing her husband. Oh like, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, like there's like she like she had to have something to do with that. <laughs> Yeah, like I just said, I saw a news article about this actually last week on my way down to vacation. They are, mm. there are, uh, they are convening to change his prison sentence, and it's because his lawyers keep pushing to get him released. But like they, 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 the report right now is that they're working on a new prison sentence for him. How amazing too! It's just like uh, I think he got like what twenty five years. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, how amazing! Again, the irony of it too—it's like he got what he wanted. He was famous, but he can't. He's he's in a cell and he can't enjoy it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's fucking wild, man. Apparently, if you send him shit in prison, he'll sign it. Oh my god! Yeah, he'll sign it and give it back to you. <laughs> Remember that time Trump teased that he was going to pardon someone? And everyone thought it was going to be Joe Exotic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because Trump's like pardon. He said something where like I'm going to pardon someone tomorrow, and everyone and everyone was like, "Is it Joe?" Are we? Is Joe getting free? Is it Joe? It's Joe, and it, it was like some fucking like racist sheriff in an area or something, oh, and like and fucking and, and you know it's like, it was like oh like went from the shit uh, the shit idea to the other shit idea, but like it's like <laughs> oh like well, it's the fact that so many people were like, is Joe getting free? Is Joe coming? Like guys, Joe's a terrible person. Yeah. Oh my god, it's 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 strange. It is very strange. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, I had an idea of something else I wanted to talk about. I just can't fucking remember for the life of me what it was going to be. You think it's so much? Tune in next week to find out. Oh, no, shit. Is the, I say, is the episode over? Oh, shit. No, oh, well, this this wasn't what I want to talk about, but like, um, some, uh, like this, so this guy made a TikTok. I, I think his name, like, the real Iffy or real Izzy. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name now. But like this, 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 this girl on TikTok was. She's a young girl, you know. She doesn't know, and like she was so- talking about like what your what your favorite anime says about you. And then she went to uh, Dragon Ball. If you like Dragon Ball, you stink. I don't like you. Dragon Ball's the worst. You make the anime community look awful. Like Dragon Ball is just the worst. And this Ooh. dude went, and the dude, and the dude got like, and the dude's an older guy. He's like, look, I, I, I let things slide. I'll let things slide, but like I can't <laughs> nah. Like I can't let this slide because like y'all youngins, y'all young people, y'all spoiled, all right? Y'all get like this is the way he's going going, like they're spoiled. Like y'all didn't have to go to meets and get like shitty ass bootleg dubs where they add in cuss words and just said shit that didn't meet me at the plot. You didn't have to wait you didn't if you missed you didn't have to experience the time where you missed an episode and you had to wait about like ten months to ever see that episode again. <laughs> you didn't have 
You didn't you didn't have to deal with the repeats of the Frieza saga, watching Dragon Ball Z and then it getting to the Frieza saga and then just starting the fuck over. You didn't have to deal like, you, like you wanna know how Dragon Ball Z is? No 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 no. Like watch an interview and learn what inspired all those animes you watch today and then come and talk about Dragon Ball Z. I was like, yo coming at him and like that just reminded me like I remember like being a kid, man, and begging my mom to drop me off at my grandmother's every weekend because she had cable and I would immediately go up there and I would watch Toonami because I was in the, it was in the middle of the Boo saga yeah. and I really and I it was around the time that Boo makes the house and he's living there with Hercule and I was like I gotta, I gotta know what's going on because this dog gets shot and shit like I I gotta know what's going on with Goku <laughs> and, the, and the, the Boo and you know. It was like, I'm like, man, like, and like, and he said, like, y'all kids, you got your Funimations and y'all crunchy rolls. Yeah. And y'all just boot up the animes is right there. You didn't struggle like we had to struggle. <laughs> you didn't go to the, you didn't have to go to different houses or hear about what happened in Dragon Ball. Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, and he just went on this whole thing. Like, don't come for Dragon Ball if you don't know about the struggles of being a Dragon Ball fan back then. Like, True that. Like, you know True that. <laughs> it was just, it was, I felt impassioned. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to walk in this girl and go, come here, I'm like, ha! Like, you'll know. <laughs> Big bang attack, bitch. <laughs> uh, apparently in the, uh, the because Dragon Ball Super is still going in manga, apparently, but she just got a new form. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. I heard about that as no brow form. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, which I guess we'll have to wait to see a while for before we see it in the show. Yeah, I but, know. Uh, yeah, I need I need to start making head- headway and trying to like actually like watch Super because I never like I know about the shit that happens. I never, oh, like, it's so good, dude. And watch all of it. But yeah, it's it's wild too that Dragon Ball came back in such like glorious form too. Yeah, I, I, I it was really I was in the tournament of power hype because I remember like I was I, I didn't watch episodes but I would like kind of keep up with what was happening tournament of power. So like I remember, I love that was my favorite me. Frieza had the best goddamn memes in the for, in the tournament of power because <laughs> yeah, you had Frieza getting absolutely demolished by Toppo. Frieza came on top came out of that. Uh, fight with Toppo, a changed man. He got his ass <laughs> whooped. He had a tear in his eye as Toppo smacked him around. Toppo's his name, right? The guy with the mustache. Yeah, I think this is Japanese name, but it's yeah. uh, English name is Top. Top, okay. But he just like he whooped his ass, and then you got another great bit of like the like the tournaments of happening. You had free like yet Goku is like fighting Jiren and all that stuff, and everybody kept saying the same meme: "Where the fuck is Freeze?" <laughs> <laughs> So good. My favorite one is like it was a girl and guy in bed. Like I thinking about other girls. The guy, where the fuck is Frieza? <laughs> oh my I've God, said it once it. and I I'll say it a thousand times. Actually, even more than that. But like, and this goes out to all the Dragon Ball fans out there that did watch Super. Universe Eleven is fucking horseshit. <laughs> like Universe Eleven is literally the def. I should even say the definition. Universe Eleven is like when you're a child and you're playing action figures with your friend and you're like, oh, I hit you with this super powerful attack. And then that friend is just that piece of shit that's like, no, well, I have this force field and it doesn't affect him at all because he wants to come out on top. That's Universe 11 in a nutshell. I don't care what anybody says. Try and fight me on it. Try to argue the facts with me. That is what Universe 11 is. (laughs) Also, their main dude, fucking Jiren, like, he, he his whole arc is, 
I don't trust anybody, and that's what I am. And it's like, but you've trusted your team to not do anything while you were, like, meditating and shit for several years. So that just defeats your purpose right there. <laughs> yeah. I like I like Team Four Stars bit with it where I'm uh, uh, um, Trunks goes to the past to meet the uh, OG Cell and he was like and he doesn't have a name yet so he goes so he goes um uh, I was thinking of a name for myself I thought about possibly going with Jiren and Trunks goes <laughs> that sounds boring yeah I thought the same thing honestly that's <laughs> 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 like oh that's really good. Um, again, yeah, but yeah, Dragon, Dragon Ball is fucking goat and respected. Everyone, that's yeah, what we're of course. To say here, uh, yeah. Anything else we should uh, talk? Oh, um, so it actually reminded me. I was talking to some, uh, I was talking to some fellow Star Wars fans about this. There was a, um, there was a, there was, so there basically was a Universe Eleven type situation back in the old Legends canon. You ever heard of it? It's called the Yujing Vong. No. So the Yujing Vong were a species of alien in the EU, or legend, what is now Legends, that came from another universe, or just at least outside the known universe of Star Wars. Yeah. And they were dumb, because they came from this universe, they came, like, into, the, like, this, like, the known galaxy of Star Wars, and they're taking over, but the fact that they were immune to the Force... The force what? just didn't work on them. Apparently, I think like they were just immune to the force. It's like Toydarians with the Jedi mind tricks, but like no, that but was like just the force in general. No, but like you could still like force push them and shit. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah, the force no, like, in general with them. The force just does not work on them at yeah. all. And I thought, and everyone's like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Why? too much. Yeah, and they they were called the Yujing Vong. They they were they were horribly designed. I was just like, oh my god, like what the fuck? And everyone would say you should bring the Yujing. Some people said you should bring the Yujing Vong back in current canon. No, they fucking no. should because it was fucking dumb. Yeah, that is dumb. Imagine bring like it's just like Star Wars is so centered around the Force. Imagine bringing in a villain that goes, aha, you know you know that Force. I'm immune to it. <laughs> <laughs> the entire like basis of what you are, I'm immune to it. Yeah, that's like such bullshit. Like, it is. But uh, yeah, it's it was it was really weird, and that's why I always find, like. There's a lot of weird stuff in the in the old Legends canon, like uh, Luke fucking his dead Padawan's yeah. <laughs> a body because his oh, new God. love interest possessed that body, um, or uh, fucking Jabba the Hutt just eating a woman. Yeah, like he just ate her like whole. Oh God! I was like, why? So Legend, stupid. Legends was weird. Legends was weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think anything else we should talk about? I got nothing. I also got nothing. So I've that's what you're gonna piece. get, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you're gonna get, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you on fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this return to form, this tour de four, this homecoming, this, oh, that'll be a good episode, ha, it's a podcast, homecoming or something, or something like that, I don't know. Don't forget but, uh, to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. <laughs> no, I'm do we Do we have that? No, it was making fun of YouTubers. <laughs> oh. Are we like, isn't that like a snake eating its own tail if we make fun of YouTubers? Aren't we like, like in the same boat as them now? No, we're podcasters, not YouTubers. That feels like the same thing, but with extra steps. Pretty much. <laughs> well, this is a depressing ending, everyone. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go to stare out the window now and think about my life. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time we go into the moment where we. Oh cut, where fuck! We... Wait, no, 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 no. There's one more thing I want to talk about. Okay. Um, 
ladies and gentlemen, those between beyond, I had an idea for a stream. Tyler was playing Flight Simulator uh, the other night, and he got a celebrity like jet plane, and he thought, what celebrity would he uh, um, like? Was he flying? And I said Adam Sandler, and then I did an Adam Sandler impression. <laughs> so, would it be fun if we did a stream where Tyler is flying in Flight Simulator? And I play whatever celebrity he is flying, and you guys decide what celebrity you get. You can get Michael Caine. Ha, I'm Michael Caine. You could get, I don't know, who's another celebrity, Tyler? What? You, who's another celebrity, Tyler? Ryan Reynolds. You can get Ryan Reynolds. Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds. You could get. <laughs> you could get. Just gave him a generic ass voice. <laughs> you could get Richard Nixon. Hi, I'm Richard Nixon. Nom, baby. <laughs> Wait, shit. Did he start Nom? No, that wasn't him, wasn't it? No. Nixon inherited Nom, which is LBJ a really weird thing to Nom. say. Oh right, yeah. Oh. I, uh, hi, I'm Nixon. Look at my jowls. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite feature of it with Nixon. I feel a jowl movement coming along. <laughs> oh, Remember when the one guy actually ran against um, Nixon as president of Earth, and but like he was from the future. But the fact that he won the election, it made the Earth like better. So they didn't need to send him from the future. So he like he like dissipated, and he was like, "Wait, how does that work?" And then it just cuts Nixon. Goes Nixon always wins. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, that was well, that was my idea, ladies and gentlemen. Those are beyond. Thank you for giving us time of day, night afternoon, dusk, whatever time it is, and listening to us bring you these sweet, sweet tones of us speaking into your listening holes. Uh, Tyler, anything you want to say to, the, uh, to, the, to them? Cue the series finale of Sopranos where they cut off... <laughs>